How can we speak truth in today's volatile society? Find out on today's episode of A View from the Wall. Join I Am A Watchman Ministries Managing Editor Joe Kerr with co-host Dylan Burroughs, bringing you a fascinating discussion regarding the importance of Bible prophecy and Christian living today as it relates to our responsibility as believers to be watchmen. This is A View From The Wall. Shannon Skolton serves as president of CSN Radio, one of America's largest Christian radio networks, broadcasting on nearly 450 stations in over 40 states. One of today's top female Christian media leaders, Shannon also hosts the weekly program Voice of Truth, featuring a biblical perspective of current events and top experts in Christian worldview. Shannon, welcome to A View from the Wall today. Hey, thank you for having me. God has raised you up for such a time as this in Christian media, and we're going to dive right in and ask you, how has God brought you to your current calling to speak truth through leading CSN Radio and your Voice of Truth program? Well, I went through some stuff in Las Vegas, which is where I'm from. I'm in the business realm in Las Vegas. I own multiple businesses and tell forms of betrayal, and, and I was already in ministry there, and uh, God just kind of took me out of the miry clay of Las Vegas, Nevada, and said, you know, you're going to use your skills and your abilities, and I'm going to plop you down in Idaho, and you're going to start working for me and and using everything that I've given you uh, for the glory of the kingdom of God permanently. And and here I am, through trauma and trial, I am able to serve the Lord. So I'm here, and it's been a roller coaster ride over the last 12 months, but it has been fun nonetheless. Dylan mentioned some of the issues that we face and some of the things that you talk about on your broadcast, Voice of Truth. So what are some of the things that you're addressing right now? What are some of the top topics that people are discussing and things you're hearing about? Uh, there's a lot of confusion out there in the Christian uh, realm of what is true and what is not true. How can people differentiate truth, whether it be from the media or uh, whether it be from the church. And there's there's a very, there used to be a hard line of delineation, I believe, but now because technology has become so fast growing and so, I mean, AI is intense. I mean, artificial intelligence alone, there's so many things you can do with it to be deceptive. Those lines are blurring and believers are finding themselves in a situation where they don't have the discernment I think they thought they have. And then the other questions that really come up besides just general deception are doctrinal issues. There's a lot of issues in the church with doctrine, good doctrine, understanding what the Word of God truly says, and deciphering what is true and what is falsity or what is legalism. And so that is what we're trying to really bring to the forefront of the Christian uh, home right now, whether it be through Voice of Truth or for CSN, is understanding, look, exposing the lies, explaining what it what it means to be discerning, telling people how to pray and have wisdom, knowledge, and discernment and understanding, you know, putting themselves on the back burner and putting God, you know, f- at the forefront of their life and allowing the Holy Spirit to work through them so they can have these giftings on their own and then also guiding them through our ministries to expose the falsities. 
No, I love that. And uh, the importance of your program in particular, Voice of Truth, speaking truth in a culture where it's often not heard, where there's so much fake news and information. You do a great job of bringing in expert guests. I know, for example, you had Mike Huckabee on recently, uh, but you also do a great job of bringing in scriptures that relate to the topic. And as you do, what is a scripture that drives your work in speaking to the issues of our society today? So John eight forty four. Uh, is a big one. There's a couple of them, but John eight forty four says, "You are the father, the father, the devil. Your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning. He has nothing to do with the truth because there's no truth in him. And when he lies, he speaks out of his own character. For he is a liar and he's a father of lies. And then John fourteen six also says, Jesus said to them, "I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to Father except through me. And so you can see." this, you know, uh, dark and light, this dichotomy of what is perpetuated from the devil and then what Jesus says he is. And if he is truth and the devil is a liar, then as believers, we need to fall on the right side of the fence. These scriptures really are at the forefront of our mind, whether it be for Voice of Truth or CSN, on understanding character-wise what we have to do in ministry. There cannot be any laxity a little leaven leavens the whole loaf right so we we cannot allow any falsities any lies any deception we have to give the truth 100 percent of the time because jesus christ is the way the truth and the life and if we're going to draw people to him and we're going to save them in these perilous times and we're going to help them receive the holy spirit we need to understand the character of christ and so we have to disseminate truth and so it is important for us to get christians to understand Remove yourself from the wicked and evil things of this world, removing yourself from deception, understanding how important the truth is. And we're going to give it to people. We're going to give it to them unadulterated, unapologetic, but in love so that they understand the importance of knowing the God they worship. That is so great. I really appreciate your focus on truth 100% of the time. We need to take a break. Stay with us. We'll be right back with more on A View From The Wall. From I Am A Watchman Ministries, here's today's I Am A Watchman Minute. Tennyson wrote, More things are wrought by prayer than this world dreams of. One of the most familiar prayers in the Bible is the Lord's Prayer. The prayer begins with the words, Our Father. Aren't you glad Jesus said we could pray, Our Father? He didn't say, My Father, as if God would only listen to Him. And He didn't say, Pray to a Father, as if God was one of many. Jesus didn't say, pray the Father, as if God existed but had no interest in having a relationship with the common man. No, Jesus directs us to pray, our Father. We can pray to the one who loves us and wants to have a relationship with us. Prayer matters. Through a live chat service and prayer request portal, the I'm a Watchman ministry stands ready to answer questions and pray for you. Be bold. Be faithful. Be a Watchman. I am a watchman.com. Welcome back to A View from the Wall. We're here with Shannon, president of CSN Radio and host of Voice of Truth that airs Sundays at 3 p.m. Mountain Time or 5 p.m. Eastern Time. And Shannon, you've had some amazing guests on your program, including Mike Huckabee, Ben Stein, our friend Amir Sarfati from Israel, who does some great work in the area of Bible prophecy. And for those who are listening, if you'd like to check out her program, search for Voice of Truth 
with Shannon Skolton on YouTube for full programs. As we continue our discussion today, we want to focus on some scriptures that guide the way we speak the truth to others. And one that comes to mind for me is Jeremiah 1. And in that chapter, God is told by Jeremiah that he is too young to speak out. But in verse 7, God responds, Do not say, I am too young. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command. And there's a call for boldness and courage in that message. And Shannon, I want you to talk about the courage it takes to speak truth to today's cancel culture. Oh, man. Let me tell you, it it takes an exorbitant amount of courage. But the beautiful thing is when you know the Word of God, you understand that you don't get that courage or that ability through your own flesh, that you get that ability totally through the Holy Spirit. You know, Isaiah 41.10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And when you look at the Word of God and you see how Jesus and God himself continues to talk to the prophets or through the Proverbs or Jesus himself in the New Testament talks about, he is with us. You know, we need to lean on him for our strength. He is our strength in our time of trouble. He is our refuge. You understand that when you allow the Holy Spirit to work through you, being courageous isn't as difficult as when you try to do it on your own. And Deuteronomy 31, 6, be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread for the Lord your God is with you and he will go with you and he will not forsake you. And so you have to come to a place in your Christian walk where you literally abandon yourself at the foot of the cross and you say, you know what? I can't do this on my own. I don't have the ability. And I think that's what Jeremiah was saying to God. You know, I'm, I can't do this. I don't believe in myself enough. You know, like, who am I? And that could either be doubt or it could be a sense of being humble. But with Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, the invocation of the Holy Spirit, he gives us that supernatural boldness and courage to speak out. And when we're in a society right now, gentlemen, where the cancel culture reigns supreme, anything you say will be held against you, you know, and in the court of law and in society, you have to be very careful to not speak out of your flesh, right? And to be able to say, you know what? I'm going to allow the Holy Spirit to work through me. His word will not return void. And, you know, it's very difficult coming from the world into ministry and finding how to be courageous in a loving way, because sometimes people take their zeal and their fire, and it comes out as being arrogant, pushy, uh, you know, and it could be a turnoff to people who don't understand where you're coming from or want or are ready to receive the truth. But When you're working through the power of the Holy Spirit, He works everything for good. Everything you say, it falls on the people's ears correctly. Um, You know, sometimes I don't even remember the things that I say in my boldness or courage because the Holy Spirit is speaking through me. And so I always try to make sure that I operate in the Spirit more than the flesh because people are vicious. People are mean. The cancel culture doesn't want the truth. They don't want the Holy Spirit. They don't want God. They don't want to be called out for their atrocities and their lawlessness. Uh, There is this spirit and a veil over their eyes, this wall uh, that almost can seem impenetrable from a fleshly perspective. And you can almost lose heart and say, what's the point? You know, like, what's the point of what we're doing? There is a point because with God working through you, all things are possible. And when you allow him to take the lead in your ministry or even in your speech, whether you're talking to somebody at work, or you're talking to someone like we do over the air, millions and millions of people, or you're on camera, God's going to reach the people he's going to reach at the time he's going to reach them. And so taking that pressure off yourself gives you more courage to continue to go out 
and say, you know what? I don't need friends. I'm not here to, you know, put sugar and spice on everything and make everything palatable. I'm here to preach the gospel and love, expose evil and save people. And, you know, all of a sudden you don't really care anymore about what people think about you or the council culture. You just think about your treasures in heaven and making daddy in heaven proud. We're in a time, and you talked about it a little bit in that discussion, but we're in a time where the phrase hate speech gets thrown around a lot. And I saw a t-shirt that somebody was wearing that said, truth sounds like hate to those who hate the truth. Oh, amen. There's a balance there between what we're talking about in Ephesians 4.15, where Paul said to speak the truth in love. How do we maintain that balance to not fall off into using it as an excuse to beat somebody over the head with the Bible, but at the same time speaking the truth. Well, Ephesians 4.15, it's, it's an amazing reference to what we're talking about, speaking in a loving way, and you talked about balance. And the verse says, rather speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ, from whom the whole body is joined together, held together, every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, key words, join together properly, whole body, right? We make the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. And I think the key is that everybody needs to understand that we all have a place. Um, and sometimes we can get so on fire and zealous for the Lord, and we think we know everything, and we become extremely dogmatic, and we just go out, and we just want to say what's on our heart and say our convictions and push them on other people. Well, we need to sit back and understand that one, culturally, that's not how people receive things. Two, if you're not in fellowship with people and there's no relationship, it's also harder for them to listen to you and understand where you're coming from. And so when we speak in love, we have to understand what love is. That's the most important thing to this whole verse. How do you speak in love? We understand as a body of Christ being joined together and we all have our proper place, you know, and some people say, well, I don't know where my place is in the body of Christ yet. Well, I would say that you need to submit to prayer and fasting and God will show you, start serving and God will manifest things through you so you know your place so you can build up the body of Christ. But love seems to be the hardest part for us as believers. And we need to go back to 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8, where it talks about what is love. Love is patient. Love is kind. I know that sometimes when we're trying to get our port across, the last thing we want to do as human beings is be patient. And when we feel completely convicted or we feel justified, the last thing we want to do is be kind. But if we're going to approach people, we need to think about being patient and kind. You know, love does not envy or boast. Sometimes when we're preaching or we're trying to expose falsities and lies and deception, it can come off as arrogant or rude because we think we know more than the other person. We need to be cognizant about what words come out of our mouth and how people are going to receive them. You know, it, love does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing. And that's another thing. We can be so dogmatic with different sects. You know, I'm a Calvinist. I'm a Lutheran. I'm non-denominational. That you cause resentment and dissension in the body of Christ because you feel so justified in your beliefs that you actually tear the body up instead of building the body up in love. And so we need to understand every believer is at a different place in their walk with the Lord, but also a non-believer doesn't have a walk yet. 
And they're not going to come because they think all of a sudden, you know what, this guy speaks, you know, truth or this guy is speaking, you know, very well. He sounds like he's very intelligent. That's not necessarily going to save. But God says that we will be known by our love. We are different and called out from the world and people will see us through our love. So we need to rejoice in love. You know, and we need to understand that these are things we need to work on. They don't necessarily come naturally, but we need to make uh, an effort to work on these things so that we don't come across this way. It takes effort. It takes a mental, a cognizant and emotional decision to attempt to reach people in love. But the, the end of 1 Corinthians 13, 4, 8, uh, it says, but rejoice with truth, which is what we're talking about today. If you want the truth to set people free, Truth and love go hand in hand. Love bears all things. It believes all things. It hopes all things. It endures all things. Love never ends. And so we need to understand you can't have truth without love, and you can't have love without the truth. They go hand in hand, gentlemen. Well, I hope you're enjoying Shannon as she shares from Scripture the foundation of truth. And we'll be right back after this break with more of our discussions. Stay with us. The rapture can happen at any time. You may be ready, but are your friends and family spiritually prepared for the coming of the Lord? What will happen to those left behind? We've created a new resource to help you help them. It's called the Rapture Kit. Included in the Rapture Kit is a Bible and vital information on what the rapture is and how to prepare for what's to come. The Rapture Kit also includes eight books on prophecy, apologetics, the Christian walk, and being a watchman for the Lord, plus a number of video and audio teachings all preloaded on an eight gigabyte flash drive. Become more strategic and active in your witnessing. Warn the lost about the coming rapture and help individuals in the post-rapture world be drawn to Christ, equipping them to become the next generation of ministry leaders. Learn more and order at rapturekit.org. To view from the wall, we are here again with Shannon Skolton with CSN Radio, and as we continue in our final segment today, we want to take a moment to discuss this issue that happens when we do share the truth. For example, when you look in the scriptures at John the Baptist, he spoke out against some of the issues of his time and specifically spoke to political leaders of his time and about things they were doing that were ungodly. Well, John the Baptist suffered imprisonment and he suffered even death for speaking truth to the leaders of his time. And we must expect criticism and persecution as well as we live in this culture of increased censorship and increased hostility. And Shannon, if you would take a moment to talk with our listeners about how to deal with these criticisms we receive as we speak the truth to people in our society. One of the biggest things that I, I, Dylan, I talk to people about is understanding when you get opposition that there's a spirit of opposition. And you can't look at the person who's opposing you. You need to understand the spirit behind them that is that is giving you that opposition. Because we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. The, Bible's in Ephes- the Bible in Ephesians says we wrestle against, wrestle against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness in the heavenly wickedly realms. We, it's a spiritual battle. It's spiritual warfare. And so as a believer, if you're, if you're disseminating truth and you're preaching the gospel or you're standing up for what you believe in, you are going to suffer persecution. You're going you're gonna to be falsely accused. Well, who's the accuser of the brother? It's Satan, right? And so these are spirits. This is a demonic attack 
that's causing this hostility. And that's what's growing up with these kids now coming up in this new censorship culture uh, is the spirit that's about them that I think that they have welcomed in in their uh, in their drive and their endeavors to seek um, all inclusiveness. They have foregone truth because they say, you know, well, if my truth is my truth and your truth is you, your truth, do you? That's the common, that's common saying, hey, you just do you, whatever's good for you. Well, that's not what the Bible says. And so when you come and you speak truth, you're going to get opposition because you're not all inclusive anymore. You're not all receiving and all loving like they want you to be. You're not passive and allowing things in your life or, or things around your family. And you're going to get attacked. And that is a spiritual battle. And so one, we need to understand where is it coming from? It's coming from an, a, a demonic attack. Two, as a believer, we can't take that personal. And I think that we start building up walls with people and judgments against people. And we need to be praying for them and understanding that they're governed by a spirit or they're under oppression. And we need to pray that God would lift that veil, remove that spirit from them, the Holy Spirit would descend upon them, and that they would be able to receive the truth. Now, that's not always easy, because sometimes it comes from other believers and criticism from other believers. Other believers can't be possessed, but they can be oppressed. And sometimes opposition and, and persecution comes from those who either have a false understanding of the Lord or there's some other, uh, you know, relationship with God that has been uh, Gnostic or even uh, derived from a lot of mysticism. There's a lot of Christian churches that dive in things of the occult. And so there's still spirits behind people which make them have the, the perception that they have and which cause them to persecute others. And so prayer is also the number one thing you can do. Understand it's not coming from them, it's coming from the Spirit. And put the full armor of God on. You know, when you when you speak the Word of God and you speak Scripture out loud and you practice love and serving people like, you know, Romans 12 talks about serving, uh, all of a sudden the anger and the hostility that you feel, the attack that you feel goes away because you have this understanding, this discernment with what's happening. And sometimes the Holy Spirit could work through you more powerfully. So the keys are understanding where it's coming from, praying for people to overcome, diving into the word yourself. The word of God is sharper than two-edged sword. It is your weapon. And going back to your closet, your prayer closet, and understanding that you're going to suffer persecution. Like you said, John the Baptist, he was killed. He suffered imprisonment. We have to determine, are we strong? Are we ready? Can we? Can we endure the persecution that others all around the word, uh, world deal with on a daily basis? You think of Daniel and the lion's den. You think of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You think of all the things that have happened to the people that we read in the Word of God and what they suffered for standing up for what they believe in. You know, we need to be strong. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, but you cannot be strong and you cannot endure persecution without the Holy Spirit. And so I think that we need to pray and ask for the power of the Holy Spirit to be manifest in our lives, to walk in the Spirit more than the flesh. And God will be faithful to help you in your hour of need. He will strengthen you. He will be your refuge. He will take up his shield and buckler and stand up for your help. He will draw out his spear and pursue those who pursue you. But remember, to be clothed in righteousness, read the word of God, put the full armor of God on, and do not be afraid. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and with all your understanding at all times, and you'll be able to endure. 
Shannon, we like to wrap each program by addressing the Watchmen audience that listen to our program, those who feel a calling to watch, warn, witness, and finish well in these difficult last days that we see Bible prophecy being fulfilled. So speak into our Watchmen community. How do they handle the truth? I think that our Watchmen community, one, I want to give you a word of encouragement to continue to be vigilant, to continue to be a harbinger, to continue to be a Watchman on the wall. The time is near for Christ's return. It's imminent. It's going to happen. If you, if you want to handle the truth and you want to disseminate truth, know the Word of God and have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You can read alternative books and you can watch documentaries all, all you want, but you need to know the Word of God because that is truth. And when you become intimate with the Lord, you will be able to disseminate truth, handle the truth, even if it hurts, going into your prayer closet and asking God for clarity and the Holy Spirit to reveal things to you, and you will become more empowered by doing so. Remember, it is a spiritual battle, but God will give you the tools that you need through the power of the Holy Spirit to walk firm on a foundation of your faith, and you will overcome. That is so powerful, Shannon, and you've been doing a great job speaking on this topic. I know people will be listening and wanting to find out more about your ministry and about CSN. Where can they go to get more information? Absolutely. You can go to Voice of Truth on Facebook. If you go to CSN Radio on Facebook, you can follow us there. You can go to Voice of Truth with Shannon Skolton on Facebook. We also have, as you mentioned, our YouTube channel and Instagram, uh, Voice of Truth with Shannon Skolton on YouTube. You can find all our full videos there as well as shorts. Uh, and then follow us on Instagram. I even have a Twitter, Voice of Truth, which you type in Shannon Skolton, S-C-H-O-L-T-E-N, and follow us there. I also can be emailed. A lot of people email me. I get tons of emails a day with Voice of Truth at csnradio.com. Uh, just as it sounds, Voice of Truth at csnradio.com. And I would be happy to give you more information, send people Bibles, uh, you know, words of encouragement, prayer. Uh, leave me a voicemail or talk to one of our pastors. We'll be happy to guide you and pray with you. Well, as you can see, there are many ways you can connect with Shannon and the work she's doing there at CSN Radio and Voice of Truth. And we want to thank you for joining us today. And please visit us at IamAWatchman.com to find this episode and share it with others. You can also find many other resources on Bible prophecy and today's events as well. And join us next time for A View from the Wall. A View from the Wall, in association with I Am a Watchman Ministries, exists to equip a worldwide audience with biblical truth, sharing it with others, and being prepared for Christ's imminent return. The team seeks to encourage, inspire, and equip watchmen for such a time as this. For information about the ministry and upcoming events, visit IamAWatchman.com. A View from the Wall is made possible by the team of dedicated pastors, editors, and the many contributors of I Am A Watchman Ministries. To support our efforts, give online at IamAWatchman.com and click on the Donate button. Thanks for listening, and join us again next time on A View from the Wall.